Okay, that was from Lamb Chop. This is the song that never ends. That's different from the band Lamb. Yeah, very different. Seven Days to Play! Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am, of course, Edwin. And I am, of course, Sam. <laughs> and in the last seven days, I have challenged Edwin to play a game called Causality. Casually Causality. It is quite is casual. The sequel to Suddenly Susan. <laughs> um, it is a puzzle, it is a time-based puzzle game. What makes it time-based? Um, a timeline. Which we'll get into. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it is a puzzle game where you have to get people from one point to the other, uh, given a certain way. But there are some interesting mechanics that have to do. Sounds as interesting. With <laughs> you flipping the paths, so that uh, what the people are doing is they're just simply running, and you're pointing the direction at which they, uh, the direction they run with little blocks on the floor. Oh, you can directionize them. Yeah. Directionize the people, send them through a little portal, teleporter yep. thing. They have to run to their home base, which to their is the mark, square. Right. And the once they do, they teleport out of that map. And that means that you have successfully transferred them out of the map. And that wow. has how you complete a map. And each world consists of maybe about 10 maps. And there currently is a total of four worlds. Mm. Oh, okay. Maybe I've got further percentage wise than I thought. Do we have some news? Yes, we have some new, 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 news. Uh, so there is a really interesting post from Vice Gaming website called Waypoint, which is a very nicely designed site that I visit often because they have good content as well. Great design, great content, and great site. It is about the creator of a game called Clicker Heroes, mm-hmm. uh, who has a great name, goes by the name of Fragsworth. And they recently made a decision to move from their free-to-play model to a to a flat price. Paid up front. Paid up front. For Clicker Magician 2. Clicker. For Clicker Heroes 2. The reason why they're doing this is because um, the, the team that built the game feels like free-to-play is going to a place where it's uh, sort of relying on the addiction of gamers to monetize off of them in ways that are that is unscrupulous unscrupulous without scruples no scruples scruples. no scruples jerry no scruples and so i thought this was really interesting because with the whole ea slash let's monetize everything debacle we we're seeing some indie gamers make the proper choice i mean we've seen it before where like indie gamers create games that are that have a simple flat fee i think one good example is our beloved pigeon wings aha that stated hey we're not gonna we're not gonna have any ads there's not going to be any, you know, malarkey in regards to us showing you ads or microtransactions or any of that sort of in-game currency. For that reason, there was like a really nice upfront price, which, you know, set the way for a really pleasurable gaming experience. I'm going to say I quite like the, the loot crates, though. They are becoming worse and worse. I think when games started using them, there was a reason and a purpose as to why those loot crates happened. It is an interesting way of presenting in-game content that's surprise and delight. And when it loses that and you start relying on the loot crates to actually get you stuff and you can pay money for loot crates in ways that actually benefit an advantage for yourself over other players. And I think that's when it starts to get a little bit ugly. But if you want stuff, you pay for it. That says the maker of Bitcoin. (laughs) But yeah, so it's very interesting. I yeah, I have 
mixed feelings either side of this. The thing is, people just don't buy games up front. People are not going to spend five bucks up front for a game. At the same time, people need to live. Game makers need to live. <sighs> on the other side of that, though, is like, people have a choice. I could spend $200 on loot crates in Clash Royale, but I'm not gonna. And that's my choice, because I'm not an idiot. Then you're like, well, gambling is regulated. This is, it feels a lot like gambling. There's a reason that gambling has restrictions. Right, but here's the thing, right? And I think it gets ugly because a person who's paid $200 in Clash Royale is gonna be is gonna have better cards than a person who hasn't paid. Money. I would hope so. Let's say you're an impoverished young boy who has the heart of a winner, <laughs> and he knows that he excels in Clash Royale. There's no way that that person is gonna win the rich bitch from the rich neighborhood that can drop two hundred dollars on loot boxes. Any creators have a choice. Do they want to go? Do they want to sell out? Be yeah. mass market? Do they want to create art? Do they want to do something in between? Yeah, and I think there's an interesting line where developers kept pushing the blame onto something something else. You know, whether it's like, oh, you know, it's not that addicting, or like, oh, loot boxes is actually more fun. You know, it's like they can justify their reasons of creating these microtransactions and this free to play model when overall it is you're making the most addictive game possible and monetizing off of that. Give it a read. It's we'll a good see how post. It pans yeah. out. I suspect nothing will happen and everything will carry on as normal. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's overall not a big deal. And that is today's news. Boop, 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 boop. Last seven days, Edwin, challenged you. Oh, you did. Implored you mm. to play a game called Causality. And let me tell you, it was quite a challenge. It was not the cause of happy good times. <laughs> it did not cause me to play this game very much. <laughs> no. It did cause you to play other games. It, well, this is true. <laughs> so this will get to my picks of the week. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah, I found this game very well, one-dimensional. <laughs> I got bored of this game pretty quick. But I should caveat this because I wanted to like this. Mm. It looks great. Previously, I have enjoyed puzzle games similarly. It's a fun mechanic of being able to stop time. See, you're manipulating time not in this a game. Real, it's not real time, yes. Kind of reminds me, wasn't there that like first-person shooter that had a similar mechanic to this where you would... Yeah, uh, there was a game called Super Hot. That was Super it. Super Hot. <laughs> right. Super Hot. Never played that, but I was reminded of that for some reason. Yeah, Super Hot, the timeline just continues to go forward until you die, and then you have to start over. Yeah. Whereas this game... You can rewind. You can go oh, yes. back. Turn on your VHS effect, which is nice. Turning off. Yes. <laughs> um, you can rewind time to make some of the mistakes that you've made. This is a show that the developer the was born in the 80s. Right. Some of the puzzles, your guy will continue to run, and then all of a sudden, a space tentacle will come and grab your guy oh, away. Oh, space tentacles. They're the worst. Which, which makes you lose the level, but you can then quickly rewind and then route him in a different direction. And that's essentially the puzzle. Like you have to try and get your people to a safe place within the timeline that's allocated to you. And so you have to figure out what is the best optimal route for your person to go, but also not die. So my beef, uh, my beef for this is it's not a puzzle. Much like my favorite NBC sitcom, this is merely trial and error over and over again until you finish. I feel like I, I can see where you're coming from, but let's say it wasn't a puzzle. Because it wasn't a puzzle, it didn't drive you forward to completing the, the levels? I think I've mentioned this before in other games. Like, I didn't have the, oh, I see the strategy here. It's more <laughs> like, oh, oh, I guess this way didn't work. Okay, I'll just try the other way. Oh, that didn't work either. Okay, let me twizzle the directionizer again. Oh, my space tentacle got, got my little guy again. I mean, the teleport was kind of fun because you're like, oh, wait, the guy appears 
before it kind of does mess with your brain in a fun way, right? For sure. But I never, I'm, I never got to the point of like, oh, here's a strategy for finishing this level. Yeah. And there's no like meta game. You know, the game above the actual game. Totally. And there is none of that in this for me. So for me, like I get it. Like it's not really that puzzle aspect as you want, like, you know, that eureka moment of like, yes, I know exactly how to solve this. But at the same time, I don't think it's as bad as Eden colon Renaissance where it's just like messing with you before finishing the level and calling that difficult. And I think here the difficulty is... It is, it's a bit tedious, I can see that, but it's, it's also, for me, it was very gratifying. Once I completed the level, I was like, okay, great. And then I see the next level and my heart just sinks. Oh my gosh, you have to do this all over again. <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah, and I can sense that. Um, I do feel that even though I had those moments, each level did feel a little bit of a grapefruit. Like it was almost like <laughs> a, an orange, if you will. Okay. You had to peel the thin layer, but it's easily peelable. But the sweet morsels of <laughs> the orange segments inside was pretty satisfying for me. So let's let's see how far we got into. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. I do have a beef about the uh, the interface for selecting the levels mm. you play. Because you have a, a pleasantly 3D rotating square in the middle for some reason. But you're like, mm. okay, that's pretty. That's the time square. That Oh, the time square in the middle, of course. Yes. Uh, and then sort of scattered around in tiny letters, you have these little Scrabble tiles yeah. with numbers on, which you can't read unless my eyes are getting very bad. Once it gets past three feet away, I can't read the numbers. There's more levels than you have to complete to finish the world. But then at the same time, some of them aren't tappable. It's just confusing. So I got as far as level 10 in World 2. That's further than what I expected. Mm-hmm. See, well, I'm a professional. Or maybe I'm just really good at this game. <laughs> I am in World 4. Or the Yellow World Ooh. Puzzle 3. Now, do you get any new mechanics for each new world? Yes. So, Because oh, okay. I got as far as, you say, with the space tentacles and the teleporter. The first world is just pretty flat. Like, all you do is change around the blocks to move to, to change the direction of your person. Did you get the space tentacles? I think space tentacles is level 2. Why did the octopus laugh? Because it got tentacles. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then the world 2 introduces the teleporter which allows your person to either time travel or appear at a different place, which yep. is super interesting. And I thought that was like a, a really interesting mechanic. Um, interesting would be the word I use as well. Like, yeah, right. I'm like, oh, it's great. But I wasn't pleased by it at all. Oh, I was, I like, was, I was pleased in certain okay. instances <laughs> because it was so cool in ways that you can time the appearance of that person to come out. Yeah. Yeah, the notions of it is really cool. And I think the implementation is also really well done. The visuals, the the atmosphere, the the background that moves uh, sort of plays a part with the timeline, Ooh, which I think was crystals, really interesting. Grow yeah. and shrink. My space crystals. Space crystals. And later on, you have like little exploding poofy balls thing. And they're all moving toward forwards in time, but then it's accentuated when you reverse the time, they sort of like collapse uh, and go back to what it, what it was. Yeah. But I don't know why. So the other thing that I liked initially was the VHS effect. Because you are rewinding and moving forward in this game. Yep. Every time you did that, it had this nice little I don't know mm -hmm. if you I don't know if you kids remember. Oh you kids these days. But with the DVDs. With a VHS, if you tried to track it, which is essentially moving the tape head on the tape itself a little bit, it would cause like these visual static lines. You get that when you try to move forward or backwards in time and I thought that was a really really cool effect 
But I turned it off because it was kind of annoying after solving your fifth puzzle. I and mean, does it make any sense though, like narratively? It does not. No. It's just a cool effect. <laughs> I think that was it. Okay, great. Let's make it look like this is in the 80s, but everything else <laughs> isn't. And there's no reason that you're watching this on a video. This doesn't make any sense, but it is a cool effect. Let's just go straight to the three by threes. Let me kick it off with all my good points. Nice idea. Looks pretty. I wanted to like it. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> I think I think we can stop right there. For me, it's a great looking game. Like I think the the actual implementation is top notch. Like it looks like top almost notch. almost looks like a triple A mobile game. That's what they say about the iPhone X. It's top notch. Mm, top notch X. Because it has a top notch. Do you get it? <laughs> okay, there it is. Oh uh, boy. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> the puzzles, while I do get they're tedious, I feel like they're meaty. Like some of them actually took me. 30 minutes to solve, um, oh, trying different still iterations. <laughs> wow, you have some stamina. I'll give you that. It was, I'm impressed. I feel like they were chunky enough for me to like move forward with, but not disheartening to where I felt like it was pointless. Um, and I felt, I felt like that's the reason why I liked it. Um, and you know, when your guys end up in the teleporters where they're supposed to go and then they raise their hands and they disappear, it's like a pretty good <laughs> sense of reward. Um, I think the touch mechanics were actually really well implemented. It had just like you tapping anywhere on the screen and moving your finger down meant move forward in time and then tapping your screen and then moving your finger up meant you rewind in time. So I thought those mechanics were really well done and you can actually play this with one hand um, even though your phone was in portrait mode or uh, landscape mode. Uh, And so I thought that was just a really solid implementation of touch. How was the story elements for you, Sam? No story element. So that was my bad point is there's no story. It feels like two explorers in space that's ripe for a narrative structure. I, yeah. I feel even with the, the stuff in between levels, maybe even just like a chat log between the astronauts and whoever you are as the time controller, <laughs> whatever whatever is happening, why, they, why they're facing some of the things that they're facing would have added so much color to drive the story forward. But yep. Missed opportunity. Uh, what's this game Sam's maker? Jolu Loju Loju Julo. Yes, it's, it well, shows up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The other thing that I didn't like was that, like you said, Edwin, I had to try every single opportunity, every single thing before I actually got this puzzle right. Um, especially in like World Three, either level nine or ten. Holy! <laughs> <laughs> I must have tried every single thing every single thing in order to try and get it. And that must have taken me two days. Well, I appreciate your perseverance. On to the bad points. That was the bad points. That, was, that was my bad points. Oh, I haven't even started mine Your yet. bad oh, points. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, here we go. Um, yeah, my main, my main bad point was I could not get into this game at all. Mm. I just couldn't penetrate that grapefruit rind, <laughs> just hit that pith straight away. <laughs> I'd open it up and my heart would sink. Like, oh my God, I really don't want to play this game. I think, I think well, like you, I did get stuck on episode or map eight, I think, or map nine in world two. And that did take me a few days to get past as well. Of just intermittent attempts. Didn't find it particularly fun. And while you could play it one-handed, again, a regular beef, this could have been portrait mode so much easier. Like there's really no reason for it to be landscape. I tried to play it portrait mode, but then the direction of time travel is wrong because you're swiping backwards to go forwards and then and forwards to go back. Oh, that's interesting. So that was interesting. When I tried to play it in portrait mode, just trying to, you know, 
literally just rotate the phone and play right. like that. I'm getting a sense that you wouldn't recommend this game. <laughs> I wanted to like it. Like, there's really no reason to not recommend it. Like, mm. other than like, it's boring. Like, that's not a great <laughs> reason because I'm sure people do like this game a lot. Like you did. I will not be playing this game any further because we'll get to our final seven-day ratings. For me, it's a two. Okay. For me, it was a six. Oh, six out of seven. Again, one of my games. I rate six out of seven. Slight what bias. <laughs> Before you recommend the next game, Edwin, we have reviewed four games for the month of November. Oof. Where do the days go? Where do they go? The following four games are... Like tears in rain. <laughs> time to review. HQ. Oh, this is going to be a tough month, I tell you. Okay. Campfire Cooking. Yeah. Ruya. Ruya. And Causality. <sighs> what would be your game of the month, Edwin? Two to knock out quite easily <laughs> are both your choices. <laughs> causality, no. Uh, Campfire Cooking, no. My game of the month is going to be HQ. It was a fun twist. I don't know how long it's going to be around. <laughs> I don't know how like the longevity is as it becomes... I think the fundamental problem is the more popular it gets, the less chance you have of winning and the less money you're going to win at the end. And I did, all, I did get to the 11th question one time. I was pretty pleased with that. I lost the last question. Well, I was quite pleased with that. But as it gets more popular, it actually gets worse for you as a player which is an interesting dynamic. It remains to be seen how they're going to monetize this, all the rest of it. But you know what? It, it's pretty fun. It's pretty novel. HQ, my game of the month. So my game of the month came down to HQ as well and uh -huh. causality. Okay. So Oh, one of mine is in your top two. Okay, good. I'm, I'm plowed. Plowed? That's, of course, being pleased and proud. <laughs> plowed. I think both just have a, a superb implementation of how they got their idea across uh, campfire cooking was also really close for me, um, but I think there was just reasons why it's probably better on another platform rather than the phone. Um, it does seem like it's made for desktop as well and probably have an easier time playing it there. HQ, I just think it's such a, such a great idea. The live aspect is something that's super amazing. So what is your game of the month, Sam? Really no okay, <laughs> my game of the month is causality. Yeah. Congratulations, HQ and Causality. You get the much-coveted Seven Days to Play Game of the Month. Game of the Month. Okay, so Edwin, what is the game that you're going to recommend? Okay, we've been playing these serious games. Time to do something stupid. Sam, you have seven days to play Vertical. 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 V-E-R-T-I-C-O-W. I love the name. It's a good start. Vertical. Oh, boy. I'll read the description for you. Fling things as far as you can. As graceful as you can. And that is it. This is from the maker of Burger, the game, which we, was yes. an office favorite. Uh, see, Philips Stollenmeyer can do no wrong in our eyes. I'm looking forward to it. It is a free game. Hopefully no in-app purchases. The artwork does seem like it kind of looks like uh, Monty Python paper cutout style stuff, yes, which is super interesting. The developer was inspired when he found out that the uh, things like the British archives are all available for free online and like mm. under some Creative Commons. So I think all and of the images are oh, and from it's usable British oh, Library, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Before we go, shall we get to things of the week? When I was not playing Causality, which was most of the week, <laughs> <laughs> I have been using. I've been playing a new game. I've been playing Flip Flop Solitaire. 
which has been doing the rounds in the tweet circles that I'm in. Tweet circles? <laughs> yeah, my tweet circle. So this Fine is... patterns. Yeah, this is a game from someone who did another game, which I hated. He did Type Shift, which also blew up. Which I loved. A few months ago. I'm terrible at word games. I can't. I just, I just can't even. Mm. But Flip Flop Solitaire is essentially Solitaire, as you know and love, uh, also known as Patience in the UK. <laughs> the flip is that you can stack your cards up or down. Whereas in the traditional game of Solitaire, you can only stack them lower. So Downwards, can, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can only put a nine on top of a 10. Whereas if you have a 10, you can put a jack or a nine on it. Mm. And you can start off with one suit uh, all the way up to four suits. I've completed three suits. <laughs> I have to say it like this. I don't know. I've started. I can't stop. I've completed three suits uh, twice now. I'm quite pleased with that. Super fun, super grapey, low entry, quick play, portrait modes, all the things I love. Crank out a few games now I and do then. Like, I do like the game developer. He's no. made previous hits, such as Type Shift, like you mentioned, and bop, bop, bop. also really bad chess, which is also interesting. Oh, which is, oh yes, I heard that was popular. Mm-hmm. I don't really like chess myself. <laughs> there it is. I'm really bad at chess. I maybe believe, I should try really bad chess then. I believe Zach Gage also contributed to the ever popular game Threes. Maybe we should do an episode, a Christmas bonus episode. We should play like the top five games in the top, in the like iTunes top chart. Oh yeah, that'd be interesting. Yep. Or to the top seven, obviously. Seven plays today. So we would play Clash, Clash of Clans. Yeah. Heads up. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down for something like that. We should try it. Okay. And I also have a confession. Yes. I started playing Clash Royale last night. Uh-huh. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. It, it feels dangerous, Sam. It feels dangerous. Do you like it? I think I like it. Okay. Interesting. Well, let's let's try and get in the game. Do we have a clan? We don't have. I, I haven't joined a clan. clan. Uh, What's we'll the seven DTP clan? It's actually beneficial to join a clan because you get cards and stuff. I did read that on the Reddit. Oh, you're Clash in Royale deep. Subreddit. Oh, you're, you're in deep. Okay. When you once you open the subreddit, <laughs> yeah. of the game that you're playing. Well, I was just like, oh, okay, let me just. You know, I think I understand it, but let me just you know get a full handle on the strategy here because this totally tickles my meta game. Yeah. About the game. There's so much about it that initially seems very shallow and just like fun type of gameplay, but it's actually quite deep uh, uh, in terms of the mechanics. So if you're listening to this, we will create a 7DTP clan. Come join us. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sam, what is your things of the week? Recently, a couple of friends of mine who I've met during my time as a pseudo indie game developer uh, have released a game called Battle Chef Brigade. Ooh, exciting. It's available on Switch and desktop. You can play it on your Mac. Oh, I'm listening. It is a match three game. I am double listening. Cross Iron Chef. <laughs> Cross Monster Hunter. Oh, I am intrigued. You play as Mina, a head chef, and you go around uh, to join a cooking competition where Amazing. you, during the competition of the cooking, you have to go and hunt the ingredients. Ah, Hunger Games crossed with Top Chef. Right. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> so, um, oh, it was literal Hunger Games. The game, I played it just for a little bit. They're never hungry in the Hunger Games. They, I think they are. They They're just, always hungry. They just don't mention it because that's the depressing part. And Peter is a pouch of bread. And if you read the books in Hunger Games, they actually expand on the hungry parts ah. because they do go to the richer districts and then whenever they do, they just like gorge themselves with food. And so they're actually very hungry. Oh, uh, okay. In the Hunger Games. Clearly I've not read the books. Okay. Young I pray adult, continue. <laughs> young adult novels. So 
give it a try. Battle Chef Brigade. It's, it's very fun. Like I, there's something about it. That's just, it hits all the right notes. There's a bit of story, really beautiful illustrations. The match three is actually, um, very puzzly. Ooh. Yeah. <gasps> puzzly cooking, like, like legit puzzles, uh, <laughs> and cooking. Yeah. So really good aspects of various games that just all come together. The other thing that I'd like to mention is that Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. one of famed favorites in the Nintendo line of games, is now available for your mobile phone, both iOS and Android. Now, this is different from Crossy Road. This is very different from Crossy Road. I think I get those two confused in my mind. Yeah. So okay, Animal Crossing they are different. Animal Crossing is like, uh, it's called, the full game is called Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Okay. And it's a mix between sort of like a farming simulator and a build your house simulator and making friends simulator. It's supposed to be like a slice of life game where you're going around interacting with the, the characters that are in your neighborhood. And this, in this game, it would be the camps. So what is the nature of crossing and animals? Like, what, so, does the, what does the name mean, Sam? Tell animal, me about the name. Animal Crossing is a place. Uh, yeah, it's like Animal Road. Okay. Um, they don't have to cross a railroad. Yeah, I think in Japan it's called Animal Forest. So Animal Crossing is just a place. Good to know. I might check it out. Wait, it is on the Switch. I can't check it out. Oh, no, it's on iOS. It's on iOS. iOS and Android. Oh, if only you had the pick of the game this week, you could have chosen it. I could have. But alas, you did not. But I did not. But also, this does require a pretty dedicated internet connection. Also my beef with Clash Royale. Yep. <laughs> All right, those are our things of the week. Sam, you, you have a seven days to play Vertical. And I will. Play along with us at home. Tweet us your game suggestions at seven days to play. And we will see you next week. Don't email us. Seven days to play.